0: Hey guys, I'm Laura. And I'm Anna. And welcome back to your weekly dose of relatable content, questionable advice, (laughs) lots of laughs, and as always, girl vibes vibes only. only.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. My name's Anna. And I'm Lar. I don't know why I just said it like that. My name's <laughs> Anna. I never say that. Very popular. <laughs> I know. Hello. My name is Anna Marie. Um, welcome back to another episode. So excited you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a really exciting episode today because we have our good friend, Rachel, joining us today. Um, if you don't know, you definitely know Rachel because she has been included in a lot of our giveaways um we've definitely like had her reposted on our instagram so rachel is not new to you guys but um rachel owns a business called it's your beauty call and um so we have her here talking with us today about her different businesses what she does with each and we're so excited so rachel do you want to say hi yeah hi everybody thank you guys so much for having me i'm so excited I know. We're so excited you were able to join us today. This is like kind of last minute. We asked Rachel literally yesterday. We're like, Hey, would you like be interested? Like we're meeting tomorrow. We can send you time. She was like, yeah, I'm like free tomorrow. And we we're like, Perfect.
0: It works out great. And I feel like we've been wanting to have you on forever. I feel yeah. like we always talk about it, but then we, we just like haven't sat down and scheduled something. So I'm glad we can finally have you on. And we know Rachel from high
1: school. So yeah. this is just
0: like exciting well, too.
1: I know Rachel from elementary school. Oh, Rachel yeah. and I. Way back. <laughs> yes. Rachel and I were at the same for second and third grade. And then we played like ARA, like bait, or softball and basketball together. So um, Rachel's an OG, um, but and Rachel, Rachel's grandmother lived next to one of my best friends, Morgan, who you all know, my roommate. And
2: so we're all just interconnected and it's just a big, so, big group. Also, Lauren's husband and my husband yes. are in the same friend group from high school. So we're just all intertwined and connected in all kinds of ways. So yes. crazy. Such <laughs> a small
1: world, you know, like who would have thought in second grade, driving up to the ARA field, going to play softball with Rachel and her dad coaching me, that 20 <laughs> years later,
2: this is this is what we would be doing. So wild. I know. It's so <laughs> crazy. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> that's, like, honestly, one of the best parts of my job still is, like, getting to see old friends and, like, reconnect with people. Like, I've had so many, you know, clients that are old high school friends, old elementary school friends. Like, I, I love reconnecting with people. I just think it's so great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like parents, like I know, like some of my friends' moms have gone to you or still go to you, and it is like so. I Feel like this is such a good industry to, like you said, connect with people. Yeah,
2: and yeah. you know, it's like you're keep, always networking. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Which may, which may be exhausting. I don't know. It sounds kind of exhausting, but <laughs> definitely can be. Definitely can be. I tend to be a little bit more of an introvert. Like most people would be very surprised to like know that about me because. All I do is talk all day long, right. <laughs> but like then literally like I will be silent on my drive homes, like no music, no, not like I, it's like too much. You can even ask my husband, like as soon as I get home, I'm like, please don't talk to me for at least 10 minutes. Like <laughs> I would 10 minutes. I, 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 need my time.
1: I go into the office and don't talk to anyone all day and I go home and I say to my roommates, don't talk to me for a fucking hour. I need time <laughs> to like regroup. So that's pretty good if you're asking me. But um, do you want to kick us off, off
0: Laura? Yeah, so I think we kind of alluded to your background a little bit, but kind of, you know, tell our listeners, like, who you are, what you do, and kind of a little background of your journey to, uh, to getting there.
2: Definitely. Um, so my name is Rachel Martelli, I'm formerly Rachel Culp, Um, for all of the, you know, local people who might know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am a hairstylist. First and foremost, um, since I started my own business in February of twenty twenty, which obviously is um scary. But I especially for the time. Yeah. But <laughs> especially jumping into the wedding industry. But yes. um basically I have always loved styling and I was never like your average hairstylist who like got out of beauty school and was like, Oh my god, like let me do all the cut and colors, like give me all the crazy color corrections. It just I thought it was cool. I thought it could make me a lot of money, but it just at the end of the day was not my thing. And I tried to push myself in that direction so many different ways. Um, But at the end of the day, that's not what was for me. And I think we're so, you know, told we're supposed to do something, whether it's, you know, go to college, whether it's do cuts and colors, whether it's whatever, like in all of life, we're told what to be doing. And, I just think I needed to find my way the hard way, of course, which I'm sure we'll find out through this podcast. But <laughs> um, I ended up coming you know, back to the Philadelphia area in 2019 and then starting my business in 2020 specializing in styling. So now I do all bridal. I do special events. Um, I just opened my own little blowout bar where I do blowouts and weekly appointments and wedding guests and all that kind of stuff. Um, So it's really it's been a crazy ride, but I'm really excited to be where I am now. And it's definitely where I'm supposed to be. So it's it's been a journey, but I'm really excited to be where I'm at. Yeah,
1: I think it's cool, too, because I remember like even like when we were younger, like middle school and like high school, I feel like I never knew you without you wanting to like do hair like I just like that it just like wasn't a question which I think is really cool too because honestly you might be the only one of the only people I know who like from a kid wanted to do something and like that's what they like ended up doing like that's so like truly wild to me because yeah, I'm rare. In, I'm in my profession and I still don't know what I want to do so like I think that is like really cool and definitely deserves a lot of credit because there aren't a ton of people who like do that and know what they want to do like right away from the start I guess which is pretty cool but it has been cool to see because you went to you were in Nashville and you were at dry like the dry is it's dry bar right it's like
2: the dry the- house Is the salon I was at yeah okay okay my bar is like the corporate this was like a small family-owned salon like so it was still a small business but they have different places now like all over the country
1: right so you kind of started like obviously you've been styling
2: but is that like the first place where you just styled yeah so that's really where I like specialized in it I gotcha yeah, so like right out of beauty school, or I mean, I shampooed like all through high school and beauty school and stuff too. Like my first job was at Shandell shampooing, like the little. Oh my gosh! Oh, I-, I didn't know that. Yeah, I so I all of our high school friends worked at Shandell serving, and I worked at Shandell in the hair salon, which is kind of funny. But um, so yeah, like I think that's too where a lot of like my love from styling comes from. Like those little old ladies got their roller sets every week, and like that's. <laughs> Oh, like I loved them. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) I also, I just like love the older generation. I love hearing their stories. Like Mm -hmm. I, I love, love, love it. Um, But so back to Nashville. Yeah, that definitely was the first time I like left the cut and color world and was like, I am just going to do styling. I'm not going to do cuts. I'm not going to do colors. Um, I'm just going to focus on this. And it was scary just because I was, number one, moving to a different city, um, didn't know anybody, didn't have a clientele, and also just, like, I'd, I'd never done that before. I don't know. And I was moving to a really high-end salon, which I was in a very much of a mom-and-pop salon before. Mm-hmm. So, like, just the whole clientele was different. Like, I, I didn't really know what to expect. So, yeah, um, that was definitely scary, but it was ultimately like the best thing for me like I yeah. grew so much that year and it kind of knocked me down a level which was good too like I kind of went in there like I am so good at updos like I'm so good at blowouts I know what I'm doing um and then I got there and they were like I mean yeah you're good but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure you're good they're like I, settle I down you some more. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah exactly settle down. I've always I've always wanted to know this Like being like a hairstylist Mm -hmm. and this is, I mean, obviously it's relevant, but not exactly like (laughs) totally relevant, but kind of. So like, like you're saying how you're like, yeah, like I'm good, but like I still had a lot to learn or whatever. Like being a hairstylist, even with cotton color and updos, do you ever have still, or did you have like anxiety about like, what if I fuck this up? (laughs) Like every time I'm getting my hair done, I am like I could never do this because like I the entire time I'd be sick like oh my god what if I fuck up this girl's hair like I like I just think about that all
2: the time. Um yeah definitely I mean with styling luckily it you can always wash it out like yeah at the end of the day like if you don't like it we can take you back to the shampoo bowl and wash you again and right you know like you can start but there's some clients that you just you don't mesh with and that's okay okay. Like, Whether it's a communication issue, whether it's, you know, they just don't, like, fit your vibe, like, all of that stuff. It really does matter. Like, as much as, like, a hairstylist, like, wants you to come and sit in our chair, like, you still need to be the right person for us to spend all of of that energy on, all that emotional energy on. Like, uh, we spend so much emotional energy on our clients. It's crazy. So, like, you definitely want the right client in your chair in the first place, which is Mm -hmm. important. Um, But yeah, like I've had so many oh crap moments where I'm like, is that going to turn out? Is even like in mm-hmm. the middle of a bridal updo, like I've been, you know, like I have no idea where I'm going with this. I'm just letting letting the hair kind of tell me what to do and we're going to hope it works out. And 99% of the time it does. So luckily it's usually fine. But yeah, that
0: brings up yeah. a really... Interesting thought that I've had. I don't know if, like, you know, being in the industry, like, what the answer is, but why do you think people get so emotional? about their hair experience because I really do feel like and you know growing up too like I would there was times I would cry in a in a salon if I hated the way it looked or if I didn't like the color or something and like you know I hear all the time especially watching TikToks Mm -hmm. all the bad client experiences that people that hairstylists now share Mm -hmm. on on the video like why do you know or do you have an idea of why you think it's like such an
2: emotional experience for people I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's still your appearance. And yeah. for all, especially as women, we're all a little extra sensitive about that. We want to look our best. I mean, that's, that's another one of my favorite parts of my job is making everybody feel the best that they can possibly feel. Um, and I personally, myself, I would say have struggled with, you know, body image issues, self-appearance issues over the years. I mean, we all have. And I think that our hair is, we just get so attached to it. It's its like a security blanket in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. especially if it's long um, or a lot of the time, it's our identity. Like, I just had a bride this past weekend who had the most gorgeous curls that you could ever imagine. And her hair was huge. It was so big and she was so torn between staying true to who she was and keeping her natural curl and smoothing it out a little. Like, she was so, so torn. And at the end of the day, like, that truly was, like, one of the most biggest, like, the biggest stressors for her wedding day was, should I wear my hair super, super curly, or should I smooth it out a little bit? Yeah. And I just think, like, like I said, it's our identity. Like, Mm -hmm. people know you as a redhead. People know you as a blonde. People know you as, you know, the one who does crazy haircuts all the time. Like, people know you as the someone who always has braids in her hair. Like, it's just who we are, and I think if people don't like change, so sometimes if A change was a little too dramatic or you know anything like that I think it just it throws us into like a sense of shock and Mm -hmm. we're like no this isn't how I'm supposed to look um I feel like I deal with this a lot with mothers of the bride Mm. there's other and mothers of the groom but like that mother of the bride mother of the groom age like you're you're very aware of you're getting ready with bridesmaids who are in like you know the 20s to 30 range and then you know, maybe there's a grandmother of the bride getting ready too. And like, you don't really want to look like her, but you also don't want to look like a bridesmaid. And mother of the brides and mother of the grooms, I feel like always end up struggling with their dresses and how they want their hair to be because they're in that weird, like middle, they don't want to look grandma-y, but they don't want to look too young. And- That's so interesting. They're probably the person I spend the most time with on a wedding day is- really. yeah, just because I think it's it's a self-conscious thing. Like we said, it's like, it's their identity and they want to be who they are and they want to look how they look every day, but it's a fancier event. So they feel they need to be a little more formal, but then they're not comfortable feeling a little more formal and how mm-hmm. they look. And so it's, it's very interesting. I've learned a ton about that, just being in the bridal industry as well. Um, you know, the different age brackets and how people feel about their appearance, you know, throughout like all the generations, it's been really cool actually. It's almost like a little like yeah experiment, you know, like to see kind yeah. of everybody ca- how much everybody cares. Like yeah, more like, generations are going on. Like our generation, I don't feel like I mean I think we care about our appearance, but we won't we'll go out of the house in sweatpants and
1: like true. You
2: know, our parents wouldn't do that, and like our grandparents would definitely not do that. Like, yeah, our, yeah, they would have a heart attack. If he was- <laughs> I wore it to Target. So. <laughs> I think I think our hair is just part of that. You know, I think it's a generational thing. I think it's an identity thing. I think it's an appearance thing. It has it, there's a lot of different avenues yeah. you can take with that question for sure. And I feel like too,
1: like on a day-to-day basis, but then especially like in the bridal industry, being a always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> um, even like me on the day of. It's very, like, the hair is going to make or break the outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, like, slay my fucking makeup that day and feel great. And then if I, like, decide on the wrong hairdo or, like, I've been in weddings where, like, we were told we had to have an updo and, like, blech, like I want to vomit when I see my hair up. Um, So, like, that just, like, ruined my – I mean, obviously, I was a trooper and sucked it up and was, like, wow, I feel beautiful when, like, I definitely felt – bugly as hell but like it really can make or break your day and so it is like interesting mm-hmm. how like I feel like next to the dress I would rather have nicer hair and my makeup maybe not be as what I wanted it rather than the other way around you
2: know what I mean Yeah. I think your hair is a bigger part of pictures and things mm-hmm. too. Yeah, makeup you definitely like close ups and things and you want your lashes and you want to be dramatic but I think at the end of the day when like you're looking at a further away picture of yourself like you see your hair and yeah like if you're a person who doesn't like to wear your hair pulled back all the time and you see your hair pulled back you're like oh my god I'm bald mm-hmm. right all those different things that you start seeing about yourself or you know maybe you don't like your ears and your ears were exposed or maybe you feel like your nose is a little too big than that you would you know more than you would like and mm-hmm. you feel like the style's accentuating that you know yeah like, there's so many different things and everyone is gonna see something on themselves differently than how you're seeing it too so sometimes even when I'm doing a style, you know, I really think that it looks a lot better with out pieces around the face where that person is really insecure about the face of their shape or the shape of their face. And they really, you know, want to have those pieces down. So Mm -hmm. but I'm going to make sure they have those pieces down so that they're as comfortable as possible. Because you know what, maybe they don't like the dress that they bought, or Their makeup didn't turn out the way they did either. So Mm -hmm. I always try and like, Really, really listen to those things because I have also been a bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. I've been unhappy with my hair. I've also been unhappy, you know, with haircuts and colors in the past. So Mm -hmm. I, that's one thing I've always really just tried to be aware of. Yeah.
0: What made you go into the bridal industry in general? Because technically with styling, right, like you could have kept it more general. And um, I'm, sh- I'm sure like, you know, you do as well. I know that you do blowouts other than and styling other than bridal, but you definitely have a heavy hand in the bridal industry. What made you get into that area?
2: Definitely. Um, I think it was a lot of things. I think, number one, when I moved home from Nashville, I was only a couple months away from getting married myself. So I was kind of like, I just need to afford to pay for a wedding. I'm just going to get a job. I don't know what I want to do right now. Because I felt like coming back to the Philadelphia area, I kind of had to jump back into cuts and colors. Just because that's where we were like in Nashville, like everyone was going to a photo shoot, everyone was going to an event. And there were so many tourists that you know, we always had a client in our chairs, there was no worry about that. Here, the blowout thing, it's still a newer idea. It's not as Mm -hmm. it's a very southern thing. So it's not as like you know big of a deal up here yet so coming back to the philadelphia area i was like i don't really know what i want to do i don't want to do cut and color but i feel like that's what i have to do so Mm -hmm. i just started receptioning at a salon in wayne um and they were so incredibly wonderful to me they understood that i was trying to figure out where i wanted to be um they you know encouraged me to try cut and color again if i wanted to that i had a very safe space to do that there um And I tried. I really did. I was like, okay, I'm going to try. Like, this is the best opportunity for me. Like, I came back here for a reason. I have to do this. And for some reason, that was like my mental spiral. Like, my mental health just, I mean, it was already pretty in the toilet, but it was, it went all the way. Um, And, you know, I I kept hearing, you're getting married. You have to to be happy. You know, you have all these exciting things coming up. Like, you move back home. Isn't that what you wanted? You know, like, you heard all of everybody, you know, everybody talking in your ears, but at the end of the day, I just, I was so unhappy. So I stopped doing that. I started doing, I literally just quit my job like two weeks before our honeymoon and was just like, I can't do this anymore. We got married, got through it. And then I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to scare the crap out of myself and quit my job. So I did that. (laughs) And then, um, my husband and I went on our honeymoon and while we were in Jamaica, we just kind of started talking and he was like, listen, what was your favorite part of living in Nashville? Cause I love, I loved what I was doing in Nashville. I was mm-hmm. doing photo shoots. I was doing video shoots. Um, I got to go to the 2019 Grammys. Um, Why? I, wow. I got to do the coolest thing. I got to work with a super high clientele. I got to work with musicians. I got to work with influencers. Um, and when he asked me that question all I can think of was I loved doing house calls which is like so weird but I am a person that like I can't be in one place the same like for the whole day like I Mm -hmm. like to be up around I like to you know go here go there and in Nashville like I loved I was in so many different bathrooms and you know closets and you also see all the cool different architecture and houses and it was just I loved it I loved you know getting that break from the salon but then I also loved going back to the salon. So, you know, he kept telling me, he's like, you are trying so hard to work for somebody else who wants to do what you want to do. You just need to do it yourself. And I was like, Shh, crap, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had literally no intentions ever of being a business owner. I wanted no parts of that. But I had been freelancing a little bit for one of my friends in the bridal industry and was kind of like, why am I not doing this myself? It makes so much sense. I can kind of build around a business around doing weddings and house calls and just kind of try and bring this more to the Philadelphia area other than just dry bar. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of on our honeymoon is when Beauty Call was born. Um, So the main idea around it, and again, this was February of 2020. So obviously, we've shifted since. But the main idea was weddings on the weekends and I do all on location services. So I didn't want to initially have a studio space. I wanted to just do everything on location. So Um, I wanted to do, you know, go to the venues and do weddings. I was able to start growing my business that way. And then I also wanted to do your weekly blowouts to not just, you know, everybody, but also to people who can't get to the salon, like to those who have a disability, to those who are a busy mom and can't get out or anyone who basically still needs self-care, but can't get to somewhere to give it to them, you know, Mm -hmm. to a massage place, to something like that. Um, and it's been really cool because I've kind of really been able to still grow the business in that direction a little bit. Um, when I was a couple years ago, before I moved to Nashville, as um, Anna Marie mentioned, my grandmother before, who lived next to Morgan, she um, suffers from Alzheimer's. So I was one of her main caregivers. It was me, my mom, and my dad taking care of her, and I learned a ton from that experience. I took care of her for, I helped take care of her for a year, and um, we. It was a lot. I, I didn't take good care of myself. My parents weren't taking good care of themselves. Um, everyone was on her. And now you know, I see others in that same position and mm-hmm. I see them not taking care of themselves. And yeah, a blowout's a luxury thing. 100%. You don't need a blowout like you need a haircut. You don't need mm-hmm. a blowout like, you know, maybe you need your nails clipped and trimmed and taken care of for you because you didn't get to it. But at the end, You know, still, it's relaxing you. It's It's making you feel good. Yeah, it's making you feel good. You know, you can look in the mirror and be like, "Wow, I don't look, you know, twenty years older than I am. I like actually look relaxed today. I look, you know." Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I feel like I hear all the time is like, "Oh my God, I look so old." As soon as people sit in my chair and like look in the mirror, and then at the end, I just I don't feel like they feel like that anymore. I feel (laughs) like they feel, you know a little more uplifted and just have a little more pep in their step like as look good feel good it really yeah. is like a, a thing it's it's real so yeah. i've kind of always wanted to push it more in that being able to give back way um you know being able to be available for people who can't get out of the house people who yeah. are homebound um you know my husband has a disability he has a spinal cord injury so there are some days he can't leave the house and I know he wouldn't want to blow out, but I (laughs) think days he'd prefer the barber come to him. So you know, it just it depends on your situation, and sometimes too, it's just it's easier if you're getting ready for a wedding and you have three people that need their hair done. Yeah, I come to you instead. That's way more fun. You get to have your wine, you get to have your Mm -hmm. appetizers, you know, you get to have your snacks. Bring a makeup artist in too. Like it's it's fun. It's a girl's time. We kind of have more have more, uh, I guess, availability to do. Yeah girls nights and i can do bachelorette parties and like i kind of gear it more towards that stuff now in yeah. The
1: yeah i have to say too it's like interesting when you brought up how blowouts are more of like a southern type thing and they're not mm-hmm. really like up in the east coast and it's so true because one of my best friends from college jess hi jess um she's my mm-hmm. college roommate and she gets blowouts all the time and she's mm-hmm. been getting blowouts for years like literally forever I feel like as long as I've known her and I always thought it no shade just I always thought it was the weirdest fucking thing <laughs> because like she always jokes around how she's like incompetent with hair like she can't braid her own hair or do anything like that so I always I always was like she'd be like do you want to get a blowout and I'm like no I can do my own hair like that's so sure. stupid and she would be and I would just chalk it up to her being incompetent and then when we went um last year for her bachelorette we I was in Columbus like with her and then we went to the bachelorette destination together and the um day uh that we were leaving for the bachelorette she was like oh I have a blowout appointment at like 11 like like obviously just come along with me and I was like okay so I was just gonna sit there and then she was like I surprised you since (laughs) you planned everything like I'm gonna like treat you to a blowout and I was like Jess that's so sweet like you don't have to do this so I had my first blowout ever last fall and it was Fucking phenomenal like mm-hmm. I and I said I like we laughed I said Jess I get it like I totally understand <laughs> it it was great yeah and, and I, I just like haven't had a reason to like since then but I yeah. and like obviously was COVID too for a while yeah. after that but like now I'm totally like down for the whole blowout thing and around here other than you and like until because at first You know, you were doing, like, all of the house calls and everything, but now you have, like, your salon Mm -hmm. and stuff now. But other than you, there was no one I know or a place to go to do blowouts. Like, it's not, like, she has a blowout place in Columbus, like, on every block. I swear there's, like, a blowout bar. Yeah, it's so much
2: more popular there. Yeah, and
1: it's, like, not a thing here so i will definitely be coming in for a blowout like <laughs> when i have like events or you know something to like justify it yeah. but it's there like if if since i feel like a lot of our listeners are east coast gals um or northeast gals uh you should really try a blowout cuz they really are great like you feel <laughs> like you just feel like like a celebrity honestly yeah. like i was sitting in the chair and she like did it was it was wonderful i have to say
2: yeah, when you get a good scalp massage. I mm-hmm. mean, the worst part is like washing your own hair and then having to dry it. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, yeah. To do that yourself, it's so much work. Yeah. It's such a treat to have someone else do it for you. Then you just don't have to worry about it for a couple of days or a week or however long you go.
1: 100%.
2: It's also super, super popular with people with extensions, too.
1: Oh, that makes Because,
2: fun. you know, just dealing with those on your own, too, is yeah. a lot. So right. I get a lot of those people. Right. Right.
1: So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of blowouts now. Um, I will eat my words. I'm sorry, Jess. I was definitely a hater for a while, but you were right. Um, but you made an interesting point earlier how, you know, you started your business in February 2020, which was obviously, mm-hmm. like, right before the whole world shut down, which is truly unfortunate. I'm sorry that that happened yeah. to you. But <laughs> you obviously needed to pivot because no one was getting their hair done or ha- taking house calls. So, um you started your scrunchie line, which has been in many big, big big fans over here and in many girl vibe only giveaways. So why don't you talk about, you know, the other avenues that you kind of went through after starting your business and having to deal with COVID and everything like that.
2: Definitely. Um, So yeah, there were definitely some hoops to jump through and some, uh, some figuring out to do in the (laughs) beginning. Um, So first and foremost, I just started pushing my social media. I was like, all right, I have this time at home let me just try and grow my Instagram as best I can. Like I know nothing about this, but let me try. I'm not doing anything else. So I just started posting tutorials and hair videos and like hair tips and it started working, which was good. Um, I mean, I didn't gain like a ton of followers, but it was growing way more than I thought it was. Yeah. You know, expected it to. So that was awesome. Um, that was also like the first time I ever put myself out on like video or anything too. So that was like so out of my comfort zone I started doing all my videos in black and white at first because I like I don't know it made me feel more comfortable I don't (laughs) know why but it felt like a filter or something that made me look better but um so I started doing that
1: I remember watching the videos and I don't know why but I find videos like that so like
2: soothe like calming like satisfying yeah Yeah.
1: so like when you would post them I'd be like oh yes another (laughs) another video and I just like sit and also maybe I'm weird too but I don't think I am. I think a lot of people are like this. Like, I love watching other people get ready. I find yeah, it I so interesting to, like, see what they do and just, like, you know. So I
2: love those videos. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad. I still get people that come up to me and they're like, I love your videos. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. Because, like, <laughs> I like, put so I much no idea what about. I'm doing. <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, so – Then, obviously, pandemic took a little longer than two weeks and, you know, all of that craziness. So, I was like, all right, got to figure something else out because I literally just quit my job. Um, So, I was bored and I started making hair clips. And I then the next night had a dream. And I swear, my grandmother, again, the one I keep talking about, the one who has Alzheimer's, um, she babysat me every day of my life. So she was. I was constantly around her, and she was a seamstress. So that one night, I had a dream that me and her were sitting at the sewing machine, and we were sewing scrunchies. And I literally woke up and was like, "Why the hell am I not doing that? Like, oh, that's yeah. so cute! I just got killed. <laughs> so, a little yeah, bit. that's so cute. Yeah. So literally the next day, I like called my dad. I was like, "Yo, where's mom's sewing machine? Um, he digged it out of the garage for me, got it all up, put a Beauty Call sticker on it. Um, oh. So I know she would absolutely hate that if she knew that there was a sticker <laughs> on her sewing machine right now. But, <laughs> and I was ready to go. And I just started playing around with it. And I started playing around with scrunchies. And I mean, I had sewed before, like a little bit with her, but I mean, nothing crazy like you can ask Morgan. We would sit at her kitchen table and, like, be forced to, like, sew seams together. Right <laughs> head. It was, like, the worst. So, A tiny sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Fresh lane sweatshop, for sure. <laughs> but, um, but so I just was like, you know what? I know enough. I know enough of the basics. Then, luckily, there's YouTube. Let me figure this out. So I started playing around with it. And, luckily, my wonderful, incredible husband builds websites. So... He got to work for me and built my built me a website for my business and, you know, did a whole shop and everything so that I was able to sell the scrunchies through that. And it kind of took off. I mean, you guys promoted them, which was incredible. All of my family and friends really supported it. Um, and honestly, like, that really helped get my business. Like, I don't think my business would maybe still be here if it wasn't through mm-hmm. getting through that accessory portion. Um, it really was able to connect me to a bunch more people. Um, it was able to... Just share my story a little bit more to others and get my social media out there more. Because then, once people saw the scrunchies, then they saw the hair videos, and they're like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Oh, wait, she does weddings too. Like, it's honestly, if you look at my social media, it's almost a little confusing. Still, (laughs) wait, what does she do? (laughs) Everything, Uh, everything. I also, I have had like literally since I started working, I've always had more than one job. It's just who I am, or I was going to school and had. A couple a job or two like I just I always like am that person like I've always needed multiple streams of income like I've just always liked having multiple things to do um so I literally have always had multiple projects going on at a time so I kind of also was just like I I need to figure something else out like I can't just do weddings like there's busy seasons there's slow seasons like I can't just do that so I started doing the scrunchies they were doing awesome um, and then the world started opening back up, so I was able to start doing weddings again, and I started doing a loop, you know, more smaller things like elopements and you know, one bride here, one bride there, friends who were getting married, Lauren's wedding, things like that. Um, and then Rachel did my hair and Lauren's hair for Lauren. Yes. <laughs> yes. So 2020 was an experiment for sure, mm-hmm. just of the whole business, and then this year has been awesome because I was able to be like, okay, I took that 2020 data and numbers and was like, let's just see what we can do now. I grew a ton. I learned a ton. And I was like, let's see what happens. So I think as of for in 2020, I did 11 weddings, which is actually still a ton for starting my business in February of 2020. Um, And this year we just ended at 30. So we still have four to go. So it was, we grew immensely this year, which I am so grateful for. And it's been so much fun. Like, and I also love, because then I still do the scrunchies occasionally on the side. I know they're not out right now, which some people are a little angry about. Got, <laughs> got <in> some DMs. <laughs> like, where are where scrunchies? are the scrunchies? Yeah. <laughs> coming back for the holiday season, I promise. Thank God, I'm so excited. Yes, they're <laughs> coming back, I swear. Um, but, and now I also just opened my style studio as well. So now I have that, you know, sh- different stream of income and different project going on as well. So I always have something new up my sleeve. Um, I definitely never, like I said before thought I would be a business owner, but I guess I do kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit in me because I can't stop thinking of ideas all of the time. Yeah so it's constantly like oh, maybe I should do this. oh, maybe I should go to this or oh, I should do this for the holidays. Mm-hmm. oh I should do that like oh my god, I like don't sleep anymore. It's just like idea after idea.
0: So how did you learn or like teach yourself the business aspect of things? Because I feel like that we talk a lot on the Mm -hmm. podcast about people having either side hustles or wanting to follow a passion that might be their own business. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously your whole, you know, last two years have been creating your own business. Like, how did you even teach yourself that? Or what would you recommend for people who want to do something similar?
2: honestly um I read a lot of books um a lot honestly a lot of it too is I mean not the business side of it but just being able to take this leap um was changing my mindset on a lot of different things like I I wouldn't say I was a negative Nancy but I definitely was like a talk down on myself type person before like say like I didn't have a I didn't think my client was happy you know when she left my chair I'd be like oh my god like she's didn't think this like oh my gosh you must have not done a good job like you could have done this better like you should have done this like oh my god like you're so stupid you're so dumb blah 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 and like now I constantly catch myself when I do that like I constantly catch myself even if it's like I like loaded your you know I like what put some I did something wrong like at the house or something you know (laughs) like I folded someone's laundry wrong or something I like constantly like my first instinct is to talk down on myself and then my second instinct is, like, to not do that, is to, like, move it around and be, like, no, you're not stupid. You're, you know, learning. Or, like, I try and always, like, change it. Like, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I try and, like, turn it into a positive mindset and that, I, that is what got me here, 100% Mm -hmm. is changing my mindset and making sure everything I think of, like, even if I stress a little bit and, like, when things start to, like, get me anxious and, like, I start getting riled up, like, I just try and be grateful and like turn to that aspect of it best I can um, and just try and grow myself in that way because so far it's been working for me. So yeah, i just going to keep
1: going with it. But- that's interesting because I feel like a lot of people that we've talked to who, you know, have started their own business, stuff like that. That's always like a big part of it when we ask, you know, a similar question to this or something is just like, like you said, changing your mindset and just kind of like just doing it and, you know, not being afraid to do it and like, you know, being nice to yourself and everything like that. Cause obviously there's a lot of, I feel like when you go to do something on your own or start something, you know, on your own, it's kind of like, what are people going to think? Or, you know, what if I'm like, not good or whatever? There's a lot of fear. Yeah, Yeah, there's so much fear behind like just starting to do it. And I feel like everyone we've talked to has said like some sort of a similar answer. And so it's really and obviously a lot of the, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners that we've had on the podcast have been like, from a range of different, you know, fields and areas of work. And it's interesting how that like answer kind of transcends like every sort of ask, like every field and every like business you could want to own. So that's really interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, And then definitely more of like the business side. I again, I'm lucky enough to have my husband as, you know, partially my business partner who really helps me understand that aspect of it because I had no idea going into this world. like taxes like I have no idea what I'm what what do I need I don't know my dad did my taxes my whole life yeah. and, and that's what I had a w-2 like I don't know what I'm doing now so um like all of that stuff just running a business in general um I follow um some great people on Instagram I have read a ton of books I have Um, my husband takes a lot of like entrepreneurial classes and Mm -hmm. things like that courses and stuff like that so I learn a ton from him um, and I'm lucky to just have him as my partner in this too because if not I would be even more disorganized than I already (laughs) am so he's a big help in that now for sure
1: yeah no that's nice to like have someone there to obviously help you because I would be the same I'd be like I would start a business and then tax season would come, and I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot yeah. that this is a thing, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I haven't saved anything for that. So, cool. literally,
2: literally, <laughs> like January 5th, I was like, Len- Lenny, like, how do I, d- did-, did I save enough receipts? Like, do I save every receipt? Like, what do I do? Like, I oh my God. So, oh, yeah. You're like, who does my W 2 come from now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who does my <laughs> W 2 come from now? You. <laughs>
1: That would be my
2: question. I'd be like, I don't know. What? Yeah. Yeah, It definitely (laughs) has been a learning curve for sure. I have. That's one of my... I'm a big affirmations girl. So I'm a big, big fan. I actually have an app on my phone that's called I Am. And it like sends me affirmation throughout the day, all day. And so you can set it to whatever you want. But I always send it to like career positive or like just positive thinking and like stuff like that. But um, my one that I always tell myself every morning is that I am learning because that's just that's what I am. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm a new business owner. I try and give myself grace in that when I make mistakes and um, also just try and remember that I'm human and Mm -hmm. that I'm going to make mistakes because of that too. So, yeah, yeah. that's
1: such a good one because I I feel like, yeah, yeah, no, I like the I'm learning because that is totally like, especially for me because I'm well now at, in a week from now I've been at my company for a year mm-hmm. and so I feel like you have that first year to be like oh I'm new I don't know <laughs> yeah and like but like I've been learning this whole time and sometimes like now I find myself you know I'm like okay I've been here a year like you should know this shit but like I'm still learning I'm still gonna be learning five years from now and that kind of gives yourself like not obviously not an excuse but kind of you know grace to be like oh I'm gonna make mistakes and that's okay. I'm learning.
2: That's a good one. I like yes. that. Yeah. that's my, that's my little trick I like to do every morning when I can. I like yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I guess, is there anything else? I feel like you filled us in a lot on <laughs> businesses and the bridal industry. And we went a lot of places. We didn't think that this conversation would go, which I, I loved. loved. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun. But is there anything else that you want to share? Any upcoming like ventures or any last minute advice that you want to give our listeners?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely am excited for the holiday season coming up. Um, I'm really excited to get more people in the studio that way, too. And just with, you know, Christmas parties coming up, everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving. And I can't believe the holidays are ac- already here. This is crazy. Um, but I also have brought in quite a few um, other small businesses into the studio for your holiday shopping as well. So if Ew. you want to shop small and you want to shop local, definitely send me a message on Instagram or stop by. Um, and I have all kinds of different cool stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Scrunchies are coming back. So we can, God. Tell the people. we can tell the people scrunchies are coming back for <laughs> a little. Um, and basically, yeah, I'm just, I am really excited to be doing what I'm doing and to be sharing it with everybody and I hope more northerners are excited about blowouts and come see me.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You all need to go um, see Rachel. Uh, I'm super excited about the scrunchies, obviously, as we said, and that's really I like that you're um, you know including smaller businesses for the holiday season
2: that's so awesome. Yes. Oh, um, I also just got hair tinsel, which is really exciting and really coming ooh, back. Um, so that's something wow. do for the holidays that like I'm doing as well. Is little, that little like extra sparkle?
1: Is that like, you remember when we were real into the feathers?
2: Yep. Same thing, oh, but sparkle.
0: Love that.
2: See, yep. all
1: the
0: 2000 trends are coming back. Yeah, 100%. We started with the scrunchies. Now yep. we have the hair accessories. The yoga
2: pants. Oh, yes. It's all <laughs> coming. Awesome. And let me tell you, that was my time to thrive. Oh, I had this insane. pink leopard jacket that Oh yes, <laughs> my mom wanted to throw out probably as soon as I bought. And I wore that thing everywhere the butterfly clips the hair accessories Butter- I had oh it God, all butterfly clips I forgot thought oh, yeah. about them Love yeah those. I literally just looked for a pink cheetah jacket to try and find the one <laughs> like to find a replica or like something similar literally to like mm-hmm. make my mom go crazy <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a red
1: feather like you know hair yes like, what they are um like right up here like by my face And I would make my dad like when it would grow out. I make my dad get his like yeah the pliers pliers pliers, and make him re put the bead up because I was obsessed with that thing. And I think I got it got like ripped out during a lacrosse game. And I I (laughs) cried because I was obsessed with my fucking hair feather. (laughs) Well, now you can get some tinsel. I don't know. You you can get get some tinsel. Yes. (laughs) Um. But yeah. So everyone, go see Rachel. Get a blowout. Get a scrunchie. Buy um things. Shop small. Rachel shop um go to her for your events but you can find her on instagram at it's your beauty call and we obviously are going to be tagging her mm-hmm. in this post and on our stories and i'm sure you guys probably already all follow her um but if you don't make sure you do and thank you so much rachel this is yeah, such a you. great conversation yes thank you guys so much for having me i'm so glad we got to catch up i know it's been so fun yeah. Yeah. But um, we will see you all in the next one, or we won't see you. We'll talk, we'll to, you talk all. to you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you all in the next one. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only—that's G R L Vibes Only—to stay up to date on the latest content and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T T Y L X O X O Girl Vibes Only.